Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Guy on Couch Podcast. I am your fucking host, Selassie Botchway. I got my homie uh, beside me on the on the couch today, and he is a co-star in The Lines Between. I've known him for maybe, I think like maybe four or five years. We met on a uh, Mike's Heart Lemonade set, um, if my memory serves me correctly. And, you know, uh, we've just been chopping it up as good individuals trying to bring up each other through this acting world. Mr. Dame Turner. Praise, praise, praise. How you doing, brethren? Man, I am doing uh, awesome. Um, actually, funny, dude, I think it's actually been about six years. Has it been yeah. six years Wasn't since? That like 20, it was either like 2012 or 2013. When we did uh, that campaign? Yeah, yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's been roughly about five, a little, little over five. Okay, and, whatnot, I, but and it was like five or six, something like that, so... Yeah, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing awesome. You know, can't complain even even if I wanted to. I hear you. What I say. <laughs> so since um, I'm the only one that knows you and knows your background, let the people know who you are, what your background is, where you're from. You know, just, just uh, um, some some twigs and berries about yourself. Okay. Well, for starters, uh, my name is uh, Damian Turner. Um, I was uh, born and raised. I'm originally from born and raised. I'm originally from uh, Vidalia, Georgia. Uh, my whole family still lives in Georgia. Um, I've just Hell been yeah. kind of out, you know, traveling, you know, kind of doing my own thing. Um, played college football um, up in Illinois for two years at a JUCO and transferred. Uh, went to Minnesota State, four-year school where I graduated in 2009 with communications with minor in sociology. Um, though football and sports was my thing, growing up I've always been... A, a, a very funny, jokey, you know, type of guy. I got most wittiest in high school. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, I've always been built for this shit. You know, it's just all about just really just putting it all together, you know, now. And uh, though that football is over with, now I'm really pursuing what I really wanted to do, what my mom and family always wanted me to do, which is, you know, acting. And um, it's been great. You know, it's been a lot of good things, you know, that have happened. And, you know, we're steady working. Okay, what was the first gig that you can remember booking in Atlanta and here in the DFW area? Um, actually, I never really booked, you know, much um, in Atlanta. Um, that's my focal point going into this year because when I left in 2005, I never actually went back to Georgia to stay. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, Illinois, Minnesota, and then I came to Texas. Got it. Now, the first gig I ever booked here in Texas was actually with you. Oh. And it was the Mike's Hard Lemonade. I bet that. You know, so, <laughs> and that was the first audition that I ever really went on. And, and I was like, man, hell yeah, I got this shit, you know, and then... Murphy Law sinks in, you know, you know, come comes into your life and you start to, you know, see that, you know, just because you book the first one, you're not going to always book every other, you know, gig, which is, you know, one thing I really had to learn in this business, you know, like that first booking would kind of put me on a high, but I came right back down to earth when it came to do all these other auditions and, you know, I either got a call back but didn't book the job, so... Mm -hmm. Um, that's that's what a lot of people don't realize, like the some, especially in this game, it's sometimes it's a numbers game. You know what I'm saying? You have to almost oversaturate certain things in order to get um, certain numbers up to get certain bookings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or even get to be considered 
for certain things, you know, so I definitely understand where you're coming from. Okay, continue on. So that was the first thing that you booked here was with me. And then do you remember the next thing that you booked? Um, I honestly, I honestly can't, you know, at this point. Yeah, okay. I've kind of, I, I kind of started, you know, learning uh, from my acting coach. You know, she was like, you know, hey, when you go in and you actually audition for these things, you know, try not to think about it too much. You know, like I so so like now when I go in, I just audition. If I book it, I book it. I do the job. I move on to the next thing. Absolutely. You know? So my mindset is kind of your mindset you know, has changed from then. Yeah, That's to the good. point where I don't really. I don't really think about, you know, what was the last job, you know, I did versus, you know, the previous job and, and so forth. So, okay, I can dig that. I can dig that. Who, who are you inspired by in regards to um, your actor's journey? You know, because I think all actors probably um, are inspired by certain individuals um, as they're growing up, have it be stage or television or even film or whatever, you know, so who who inspires you in film and television? I, I think for the most part, honestly, I've always uh, admired and been a big fan of, of course, Denzel. You know, I think everybody really likes Denzel. Uh, how could you not like him? Uh, Will Smith. Um, I'm I, I see myself as a and we you and I have talked about this before you know about about like not putting yourself in a box yes but I see myself um, as a guy who can play many different roles mm -hmm. versus like some people in this business were like if when you see them it would be kind of odd to see them play a nice dad Especially if they're always a shooter or a killer all the time, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, like certain people fit, you know, certain roles Like for example, like with the Kevin Hart thing, like yeah. you were talking about since he's always the quirky funny man I it would at least for me. It would be hard to see him do like a dramatic type of role Yeah, I would yeah. not take him seriously throughout the whole thing Yeah, and that's and, and that's where I kind of go and look at myself and I say that's what would really separate me from you know from a lot of a lot of my peers and mm -hmm. you know people that are currently in the business doing it and have been successful at it mm -hmm. is is I could play a different role I feel like I could play your dad I can also be your funny guy you know I could play your killer you know in our in our movie you know the lines between I'm playing you know basically the guy who you know loves his girl but he also loves you know selling dope and fighting and stuff he loves like the that game. yeah you know like I love the game more so than anything so I think that um, you know, people like, you know, Kevin Hart, you know, kind of helped me, you know, with my funny side, you know, I've always been a big fan of, you know, uh, uh, rest of soul, Bernie Mac. Okay. Um, Bill Bellamy. Yeah. Chris Rock. All the, the classic yeah, comedians. Yeah. Mike Epps. Uh, you can, you can go all the way down to, um, Oh God, God, what's his name? I can't even think. Cat yeah. Williams. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cat Williams. Uh, maybe Earthquake. Eddie, you know, Earthquake. Eddie you know, Murphy. All, yeah, yeah. All of you them. You know, all those guys. And then, and then, as far as you know, acting goes, you know, I feel like Morris Chestnut. Uh, all the dark brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I kind of stay away from all the light skin brothers and whatnot. You know, so all the dark brothers that's out there that, that are successful, Lance Gross, yeah. you know, and whatnot, you know, like I kind of, you know, follow and chase. If you're know, you dark and you, 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 you minorly successful or up and coming, D over here fucks with you. Yeah, I ride with you all day. You know? That's fucking awesome. That's the best answer. I'll give it. <laughs> 
that shit it's is a, dope. It's a must. Yeah, okay, okay. Nothing against you uh, light-skinned brothers, but, you know, mm. we're on a different team. Okay, for sure, for sure. Um, do you have a good relationship with your parents? Uh, yes, you know, I, I think, you know, growing up, I grew up in a single-parent home. Mm-hmm. My mom is real tough on us. Uh, I was the only boy in the family, but there was just something about me that was different, you know, uh, versus my sisters and a lot of people, you know, who I grew up around. And it was just a hustle mentality. And I didn't have to do it illegally versus what I saw happen in my family and for my friends, you know, like to be successful. You know, I kind of took a different approach. Naturally. Yeah. I kind of looked at it like, I see what you guys are doing. I want to have that same type of hustle mentality, but I want to do it more in a positive, you know, legal way. Yeah. So, um, but with my mom being, you know, definitely, you know, hard on me growing up, I mean, like we kind of, you know, had our, uh, had our in and outs, you know, with each other. But everything that she taught me and just, you know, with her being disciplined and being strong and, you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, every parent is perfect and they say all the right things Oh, all never the that. Time. Never that. You it's know? always a learning effort. Um, but she taught me a lot that, like, I see in this world now. Okay. And, you know, Can she... Can you give always, me a loose example? I would just say, you know, as, as far as... Uh, you know, making sure like you handle your business, mm-hmm. uh, you know, making sure like you treat people the utmost respect, you know, understand that people are not going to always treat you the same way. That is true. You know, um, as you treat them and, and just being hungry in this world to want to do better, mm-hmm. you know, like want, wanting to do right, you know, like, like my sisters, I'm not going to talk shit about them, you know, but it's like, we, we are completely two different types of people. And my mom always used to say to others, I was never going to have to worry about my son because I know his hustle mentality. Like I was always about working, making money, pushing to be, you know, a provider. And still to this day, that's the way that I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it when I'm in my relationships and whatnot. You know, I'm always big on, you know, providing and helping and whatnot. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm always the best guy. You know, I always do all the right things. We try to do good, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, for the most part. Yeah. You know, oh. we try. So I would say... My, my relationship with my mom now is much better than it was when I was younger because, I mean, when you're, like, 15, 16, like, you, you think you're grown and you don't want to listen and you right. want to try to do your own stuff. But, like, my mom always allowed me to to make those mistakes when I didn't want to listen and then we'd have a talk about them. Yeah, you're not even human at that time. You're, yeah. just, you're a monster, you know. Science says that your brain's not even developing until your mid-20s anyway. So we're just making all of these grown-up decisions before we're actually grown-ups even in our minds you know which is ridiculous to our society um you're talking about um relationships i'm I'm gonna bring it down a notch um have you ever had an awkward interaction with an ex in public when was the last time that that's happened i like to ask some random questions so man you know what's crazy is is i um some some women find it very hard Especially like when you go into a new situation with someone. Uh-huh. But I've never been that person that like I see my ex and I'd be like, man, fuck that bitch. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I can't stand that motherfucker. Like I hope she get ran over by a bus. I ain't gonna help her. You know? <laughs> hope she gets a paper cut. Yeah, you know, I hope this motherfucker dies tonight. You know, like I've never been that person, you know, that really thought like that. So every time like I see him, it's always been nothing but love. Yeah. And I think the reason why I'm like that is because once we are no longer together, Whatever problems we had, no we no longer, longer have. Exactly. So, so 
my excitement comes from that because it's like I can sit and have a mature conversation with you without no beef because yeah. you don't have to worry about said yeah. issue. And yeah. I don't have to talk to you anymore, you know, on, on a regular basis. Like yeah. we're not going on any dates. Yeah. You know, your energy like, is yours. Yeah. Completely different type of energy now. And for some people, that's hard, you know, because women say all the time, well, I'm not, I'll never speak to them again. And da 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 da. And, you know, I don't want to see him and lose my number. And it's like, no, like, why do you have so much built up anger in your heart, you know, for that person? Like, if you if you say that you're a godly person and a forgiving person, then that's the first step. Yeah, you're, you know, like, you got to be able to forgive, move on. You know, the situation was what it was, especially if you haven't talked and God knows how long. Yeah, if I ain't seen sure. you in three years and you got that same energy towards me. Or even me, three months. Like, like let, let certain right? things go. They do job evaluations for 90 days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, like, if you ain't, if it's not where you want it to be anymore, you know, like, just, just. Hey, let it just be what it is. I agree you with that. You see me? Keep that, keep that negative energy out. Like, we ain't seen each other in 90 days. Yeah, like, just leave that alone. Leave that alone. I agree with that 110%. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, some people, man, they stay they stay stuck on, you know, past situations, you know. And that's that's true. Um, let, let's regress to childhood, right? Okay, so um, I want to know, like, first memories. Can Do you have a first memory of like fireworks my my last interview with cash you know cash yeah um mr kashif shalaran um i asked him what was his first memory of water you know so um if you have a first memory of water then by all means but my my sub question is what would be your first memory like as a child you know what i mean man man you know what's so crazy is is like when you say that, all I think about right now is is growing up in the church and I always wanted to play the drums when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. And I envision myself, like right now as we're talking, you know, like the, the church, the scene, and the guy playing the drums. And like, that's what I always wanted to do. You know, I, I, I still to this day don't know how to play drums. But like, as far as just like envisioning, I guess... I guess I think more so that way because growing up, I did grow up in a very religious type of, you know, environment. I'm not going to say that I was, you know, religious, you know, my name is Damien, so people always call me the devil's child, <laughs> you know, and whatnot from that movie. But um, when I think of childhood memories, I think more so of those, you know, just church environment, you know, and whatnot. Okay. Being like, in there for two hours. <laughs> when, when the service really is supposed to be an hour, right? Yeah. And yeah. now you have it. What, what do you think about churches nowadays? The mega churches? Are you? Are, do you go to church now? No, I actually haven't been to church in a, in a long time since I left. Uh, since since I left Georgia. Georgia. But you whenever know, you go home, you probably go with the family as probably out of respect or no. Man, I really don't even spend that much time home, you know, because, you know, like in our line of business, uh, with me, go. I mean, I bartend on the weekends now and during the weekdays, I'm going on auditions. So it's like if I, I I model too. So it's like if I if I fly home to shoot with a with a photographer, it's typically during the weekday uh, because that's when the schedule really kind of works out. You know, for both parties. Yeah, you know, and, go home for work purposes. Yeah, I'll go home shoot. You know, if I drive home, I'll drive home and see my mom, and then like I'm literally right back on the road, back up to Atlanta, because Vidalia is about two and a half hours away. I'm literally back home. You know what I mean, back on the road, back up to Atlanta to come back to, you know, Texas. But uh, to answer your question, as far as I mean, I, I feel like, you know, church church is different. Um, you know what I mean? They they have you know utilized 
you know, social media and the different, you know, yeah. uh, different resources now, you know, to gravitate, you know, towards people to bring people into your church. Um, I mean, I think overall, when it comes to church now is, is, I mean, you just got to find a good place, you know, where they're delivering a good message and, you know, no one is being pushy. And I think what really kind of sets people back, you know, from, from churches nowadays um, is number one, you know, the, the delivery of the pastor yes. and not wanting to feel judged, but we all, we all do wrong. And my thing is, is you can't always look at it like this. You can't come to church on Sunday and act like you wasn't doing stuff, you know, on Saturday night. Yeah, on Saturday night, Friday night. Uh, 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 go to church on Sunday and be a different person, you know, like on completely different person on Monday, but be but be very judgmental of your of others around you. Yeah, you know, just understand that you are a working person. You have things that you have to, you know, battles and stuff like that that you are fighting, and everybody else, you know, is fighting too. You know, like I. I think like if people, if people in general could 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 grasp that whole mindset, mm -hmm. then that would take the pressure off of people not wanting to go to church, you know, in general. Because I think that's like one of the biggest pressures is is well, I know I'm doing wrong. Okay, well everybody does wrong, and yeah. as long as you living on this earth, you gonna always be doing something wrong. True. You know, you're gonna fight with flesh. You're gonna fight, you know, habits. You know, like you're gonna fight many different, you know, things. And that's life, you know? Like, they'll be done and over with when you're in that box and six feet under. But until then, just understand that. So it's like, the less the less judgmental that you could be of others, mm -hmm. um, I feel like, you know, the, the better. And, I mean, I used to go to this church out in Grapevine. You know, actually I have, you know, since I've been in Texas, now I come to think about it. And I and I like Pastor Ed, you know? Pastor Ed actually really delivers, you know, a, a, a great message. It is a great church. You know, I mean, like they have like a, a Wednesday night where you can go in and and, you know, they kind of do like the, the brother's table and the sister's table and whatnot. And people really just talk about their problems, you know, um, which is a good thing. That's what church is supposed to be about. It's yeah. supposed to be about community. You know, um, I just I've just seen so many times where they be like, well, brother, well, brother Turner, you ain't doing this and you ain't doing that. And it's like when you say that, I completely understand that. However, I I try this is me. I try not to say something like that towards anybody without including Yourself my own mishaps yeah. of what I've done in life so they get a better feel. And it's I not like you. I'm just trying to come at them as if, you know, I do nothing wrong. I hear you. When it's like, I, you know, it's easy to be like, yeah, brother, I was once in your shoes. You know, like I still fight that battle, you know, with this and that. Yeah. But but let's fight that battle together. Yeah. It's not, so, so easy just to put the blame on somebody instead yeah. of to join in on the scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And give a like uh, minded uh, explanation on why you feel said way. Yeah. Or I was speaking to this to this young uh, to this young lady um, who goes to church all the time. Uh, we we both work together and whatnot. Uh, she's definitely like year years younger than me. And like she said something along the lines of when we were talking about church, she mentioned it like. I think twice or three times, you know, honestly, I know it was definitely more than once because it really stuck with me and she put a lot of big emphasis on, you know, tithing, you know, like, you know, basically like paying, you know, yeah, paying. paying towards the yeah. church. And I was like, you know, technically giving back is not always in the form of money. Exactly. Giving your time is you more know, valuable. Someone. Yeah. Can be you know? more valuable for sure. So like, you don't have to always tie to the church. I mean, like you can give to someone out here in the community. 
and whatnot. And and any church that does that, you know, hey, I mean, like if that's what your focal point is, is is money more so than it is, you know, wanting to teach others to, you know, give back with their time and their, you know, with their energy and just them, just them in general. Then I mean, if that's your message, that's not the message for me, you know. But I mean, if other people want to come and that's what they want to do, like I always used to have this saying. I was like, it's so funny how a pastor could drive around in a Mercedes or a nice car or whatnot, and you could be a part of his church or his union, and you could be walking right down the street, and he just ride by and throw his hands up, knowing that you about to come into his church and give your money to him. Exactly. You know that I have a, I've always had an issue with. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean that's just me. It's like I'm helping my my couple dollars is helping that monthly payment yeah. on your car, your insurance, your house, whatever whatever the case may be. Like if if I'm part of your church and you know that I walk like all the time, like this not saying that you gotta pick me up every single time. But yeah, that's but just it would common be in courtesy. my nature. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd, be in, it'd be in my nature and my heart to want to pick you up. The fact that you said that T D Jakes showed up at uh seven eleven one time in his bug eyed beamer. You know what I mean? And I was like I saw him inside and then I walked out. His Beamer was murdered out, two-door coupe. I was like, what in the world is going on? It looked it looked dope, but I'm like, why does the pastor of this mega church have this, you know, quarter of a million dollar uh, um, um, sports car? I mean, I completely understand. I mean, I mean, prime example, like like with ourselves now. I mean, like we're young. I mean, like we make we make money, you know, like when we book auditions and and, and jobs and whatnot and like we want nice things I mean I look at it like I don't care what you have I mean like you could you could have you know a Hummer a Range Rover a private jet or whatnot all I'm saying is is if you see me and you know I go to your church and you know I walk all the time <laughs> just acknowledge and ask me if I want to ride yeah 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 like you going to the church to me, I'm yeah. going to church go ahead come yeah, on in and I can be like nah pastor you know what you know I'm going to walk I like walking yeah you know, I, I, but I'll see you there though Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, okay, D, how, how do you express yourself on the daily basis? Uh, I guess that's a pretty broad, broad, you know, question. Is there is there another way to spin it? Um, so I guess another way to ask it would be how do you show the world who you are? How how does the world consume you? I guess I would say for me, for the most part, I'm I'm always a, a, a happy going type of person, even if I do have stuff, you know, going on in my life that that could, you know, drain that type of energy. But when I'm out and about, I mean, I think my presence is just shown, excuse me, you know, just off of my smile. You know, what I mean, like I like to smile a lot, you know, like I greet people and whatnot when I am out for the most part. I really kind of sit in the house, you know, brothers of my complexity. We don't need to get no darker. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> got to keep, keep the cocoa brown, yeah. cocoa brown. You know, so for the most part, like if I'm not working, because I mean, I typically work anywhere between four to five days. A lot of people, my, a lot of people's weekends is my weekday of work. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if I'm not bartending behind the bar because I work, you know, 10 plus hours, you know, a night and whatnot when I do work, a lot of times I'm just really just at the house, you know, if I don't have an audition, you know, so I, I, I guess I, I guess I could say, I mean, when I am and out, when I am out and about, you know, for the most part, I, uh, you know, show, you know, show the world who I am by, you know, just my character and it's just funny going, you know, laughing, jokey type of person, you know, always want to have a good time. I figure, you know, you, it's, it's, 
as long as you on this earth, you should always be smiling and laughing. And appreciative. Yeah. You know, because when you're gone, I mean, you're gone. So. Yeah. That, that's very true. Well, we've known each other for almost six years. Um, during the experience of the lines between what do you think you've learned um, over this time period? Because we're almost done shooting. Um, I guess if I could say one thing is, is I know we, we have... Uh, We've kind of gone back and forth with each other on set sometimes with me feeling like it wasn't done a certain way versus what it looks like on camera. And I think it's just natural because it's like I do video logs and, you know, kind of run my own business on the side. So it's like I think it's natural for you as a person, if you feel like you didn't do something right, to want to go back and do it mm -hmm. when and when in the other person's eyes, you know, basically like yourself, like there was nothing wrong with it. So if it's one thing I've learned though is is really just staying in the moment. You know, because because when you're shooting film, that's what it's really about. And sometimes you get great performances when you stay in the moment of something that you feel like you're not even doing good on. It's true. You know? That's and very that, true. That really helps you in life in general, you know, to just stay in the moment. You know, like when life is when life has you down, like I would say, you know, Murphy Law, you know, kicks in. You know, just when you think life is going good and then boom, like you get, you know, knocked upside the head, you know, and, and you got a lump or two. If you stay in the moment, you know, why that's happening, you know, the, the goodness will come out the end of it. Mm -hmm. So that's the one thing that I have really taken from being, you know, on on set, you know, with you and, and others is, is just stay in the moment. For sure. For sure. Um uh, have you learned anything from from me or have you seen anything that I can do better as a producer as a director because this is my this is my baby you're, you're part of my baby you're part of this growing process in regards to it coming out of my womb you know what I mean I know that sounds probably weird but you know what I mean like when it when it's, when it's something that you hold so dear and then you have to let other people kind of um grow with it you know like yeah. marty has to do his thing with the editing and i just have to let that shit go you know what i yeah. mean and just let him do what he does and put my suggestions in you know so like outside looking in like just that question well first off i always used you know i always used to say to you i used to say man you know i want that's a loss of money <laughs> you know which is you know consistently booked you know i think when a lot of people come into this business in general no matter the level especially nowadays with social media everyone is always looking for the fame yeah but nobody ever pays attention to just being booked like you being booked is you making money yeah and you making money is you putting yourself in a better situation in life yeah you know the fame does nothing no fame comes and goes absolutely but putting yourself in that position by staying consistently booked is going to keep generating revenue now i get it money comes and goes though too but if you're putting that money to the side of putting that money into yourself, you're going to always get a better return on investment versus just chasing, chasing, you know, fame. But if, if I can say one, I mean, for the most part, for me, I feel like, you know, like you've definitely done, you know, an awesome job. I know the last time we just shot, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, was the first time that I ever saw, you know, <laughs> things get the best of you. Yeah. yeah. Which is, and, and that's life. It's going to always, yeah. you know, you know, happen to us. Yeah, I've mentioned and, that. And I can't necessarily say so much for you as I would say us collectively together because we already spoke on this is is not taking 
things to heart to each with each other, knowing that we are all in this together. Yeah. Because I think in the moment you can feel like you're not in it together, and someone is coming at you in a direct form, a way that you don't like. So it's natural for you to want to boast your chest out and retaliate back. Yeah. But every time we do that, that's not going to always help deliver the that the energy that we need on set, which is showing the camera. You know, like I say it all the time. I mean, like if you have a bad vibe with someone, you're going to be able to tell that in camera. That is true. Especially if you're not professional enough to put your differences aside right then and there yeah you know i mean i, I but 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 it, it's been a learning experience for all of us i think it's natural for you know big brother little brother you know to go back and forth with each other you know friends to feel some type of way but as long as that energy i always say this you can say what you want to say and feel how you want to feel in that moment but as long as that energy don't show up on set I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, a uh, uh, show camera. yeah yeah shows on camera or shows up the next time you're on set it is what it is. Yeah, even Steven. Let's keep it pushing. Yeah, you know, you said what you said that night. You felt the way you felt that night. It's a new day. I'm not thinking about, you know, what you said yesterday. Now, that's just for me. I have, I, the one part about myself that I've had to learn in life, though, is, is just because I can do that doesn't mean that everybody else in this world has, has gotten themselves to that place. Because that's me. Yeah, we had you know? a conversation yesterday. You know, like, you can say something to me in that moment or when I leave, say, man, fuck Selassie, man. Bullshit, don't talk to me like that, but I don't think about, I don't feel that way the next day. Yeah. You know, at all. It's, we can call, hey, what's up, my brother? You know, shit, by the way, I understood where you was coming from. You know, I apologize for, you know, saying what I said or feeling the way I felt. I know I shouldn't have felt that way. And that's just, that's, that's just being in the moment. That's all. But the one part I learned about that, each and every day that we can do that, that just shows our maturity level and the part of us just growing up. Absolutely. No situation is that big to the point where you should ever have so much hate or feel feel a certain type of way, you know, towards someone. Yeah, and that's just being aware of what the wrongdoing was on either side, you know what I'm saying? And just coming to the realization of, hey, blah, blah, blah happened. Obviously, it was in the heat of the moment. Let's push it forward. Right, nobody died, nobody got hurt. You know, just a couple words. Yeah, basically, know? it is what it is. You know, you got to understand uh, the magnitude of this project and and where we're trying to go with it. So, what would be your dream booking, D? Uh, <clears throat> who would you want to work with? You get three people, male, male and female. Rebuild, build your. I, I want to know your. I want to know your your cast. Your your you you would be the lead role, right? Yeah, I want to know your male supporting, your female lead, and your female supporting. Well, I just feel like all the people I look up to, they they honestly would end up being the lead role. You know, what I mean. Like, okay, where would you uh, then? You place yourself somewhere in that four person ensemble. I think. And who would be your director? I think honestly, it would be really dope to shoot with The Rock yeah, and Kevin great. Hart at the same time. Okay. Uh. It would be they're a good pair. Yeah, it'd be dope to do something together. You know, like I always thought about like a bad boys. You time know, out, time out. I want to hear your I want to hear your ensemble team with your director. I don't I don't want to hear all these scenarios because uh, <laughs> I felt like you're gonna take me down a long yeah. path, and I've been, I I would have been like, yeah, that would have been a dope one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, would have been you, a dope yeah, I one. You, I got you. Yeah, so. I would say Kevin Hart to rock. Okay. Uh, as Phil- as what um, lead and supporting. Uh, all of us are leads. 
Okay. Okay. You know, it's in some way, form, or fashion, like we're all, we're, we're all more so lead than we are. Okay. You know, you know, support. Okay. And then you three, there are three females. I would like to do something. I can't even think of three females, man. You know, because I really just like Viola Davis. She's you great. Know, I really like to do. She something cries with really her. funny or really crazy. You know, we're like she's my mom. She has an ugly I'm, cry. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like that. It's like that old slave. Yeah, I was just know? about to say that. Yeah, like she has twigs. <laughs> well, I've been fighting this with you. <laughs> yeah, for all these years. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> I would say it would be dope. You know, definitely to shoot with you know Viola Davis. Um, I mean that's. That's what I mean. From a female standpoint, I mean that's that's who I really like. You know, I don't really. Yeah, I like Viola Davis. I, I think for the most part, I I just look at it like whatever opportunity comes my way with whatever you know, well-known actor or whatnot. I just want to capitalize. Yeah, yeah, I pray when I'm there, I capitalize on it, and and I learn from them. Absolutely. You know, I soak up as much as possible. That's what you it's know, all from about. Them. And I think that's the reason why I'm so. You know, uh, gun hold strong about us finishing this footage because I think it's going to be a great, you know, project that's going to be able to help all of us in some way, form, or fashion. You know, kind of get our names out there one step closer. You know, to our dreams and also help your process because, excuse me, having a demo reel definitely really helps. You know, you be able to knock down a couple doors you know like some people they have to show up to the audition so that's one door a call back that's a door yep. you know sometimes i mean like you might get a third call back if the situation you know is hard or whatnot but being able to have a demo reel especially when you submit online could put you in the position like a lot of these guys where where they're well known to the point where like you just get a call yeah and it's like hey we want you to play this particular role and that has happened to that happens to me all the time you know, like that's I'm, what i want yeah i'm in i'm yes yes we all strive for that i've for for myself in that same type of category just to chime in on what you're saying i've always wanted to be in the scenario where i like to call it six on six off six months of just working bam bam yeah. bam 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 and then that next six months it's me preparing for whatever role that has already been placed in front of me yeah. i want i want to be rolling like um sam jackson in everything that i'm good at you know across the board since i'm spider-man i do shit for marvel since i host since i live show since i act i direct i'm behind the scenes you know what i'm saying yeah you know i want to be and different then, layers different absolutely. layers different avenues you all know? these uh, all these layers to this onion to this person to this um entity in this um in this industry and i think it's important to to know all aspects of it so if one part of the industry isn't popping at one particular time, you can sidestep and yeah. keep it jumping in another part or help <laughs> out somebody else um, um, capitalize on their dream while you're still improving on yourself, yeah. you know, in the same market, you know, so um, I, I, that, that is that is so much part of my dream <laughs> to have that part, you know, um, consistent. And um, I, I feel like it's coming closer to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, definitely. You know, a lot of people have this mindset that you have to necessarily move to L.A. and move to, you know, mm. New York and, like, the, you know, like the main top two-tier places, you know, just to, just to kind of, you know, get on. But I feel like a lot of people... A lot of people make that move eventually if they feel like, you know, like... It's, it's time. It's time. Exactly. But 
it's better to be working, you know, and get ready for something. So when it comes, like you're already prepared versus just grab all your shit and just be like, I'm going to go to move to L.A. And then, you know, we come out there and we find you in the corner sucking dick for money. You know, wow, it's like that's pretty aggressive, <laughs> you know, or, you know, living out, you know, living out of your car. I mean, I get it. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people have done that and been successful on it. However, I think that we take a different approach and that's just just continue to work and then due time is going to come like we're not it's not like we're just sitting around just saying oh yeah one day you know it's gonna it's gonna happen for us no like we're actually putting that energy that time and that work into it for it to happen and i think we're both you know working close towards saying okay there's gonna come a come a point in time if it's next year you know shit the end of the year where we're like we have enough you know resources now where it's like we'll spend more time in la and then come back and then spend more time in LA and then come back, you know, until you till you're like fully out there. You know, I'm I'm a country bumpkin. I'm from Georgia, you know, small town. So I always my approach is always saying, I know they shoot a lot of film in Atlanta, so I'd ideally like to be And Atlanta's know, in Atlanta. black LA anyway, yeah. though. Like so and honestly being in Texas, we have the the swing of going to either coast yeah. and it not being all that expensive. I'm on another podcast I recently got an agent in Chicago so you know I can easily go up to the Midwest and audition for everything that is Chicago from all the PDs to all the medicals you know so and a lot of the stuff that I end up booking comes from LA casting agencies you know so it's not like LA is not here anyway they're here booking stuff they're here shooting stuff you know because Texas is a viable location for um, different scenery and, and, and backdrops but you know they're picking their main actors out of LA, yeah, because, and then they're bringing they're there, them, yeah, you know, and then like but then there. but then they're bringing them to Texas though yeah. to shoot to shoot here, you know, which can be frustrating, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, I, I I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, like some people just aren't ready to go to LA and they go out there and they just end up just working. You know, they went out there for one set goal was to be in the industry and now they don't audition they probably don't even have an agent you know um, now they're sad you know like they're sad as hell yeah and they're, you know? question, and they're questioning you know their life and and i always say you know, like you had some people you know before in this industry that i've worked with they're like yeah i don't want to struggle well i mean i feel like you're going to struggle with with anything that you do in life you know that's why i don't really worry about money so much because i'm I always it's going to come and go yeah i always say to myself I have, if I'm going to be invested in myself, I have to understand that I might not have as much money as I want to have because I'm taking this money and I'm throwing it back into myself. Because if it's one thing I learned just from, you know, college and just being around, you know, corporate people and working in the corporate world, you know, a couple of years before I, you know, took upon chasing my dreams and wanting to live, live them out is, is you can never expect for anyone to invest in you if you're not willing to invest in yourself. Preach. And that's with anything in life. You I know? agree. Like, if you show people that, hey, I have invested in myself, that's why you and I work together and we build like a platform. You know, you know, from your social media to your website. That's why I do the vi- that's why I do the video logs, you know, for more of a more on a more on a uh Personal a and acting side. So if Mr. Director Sir comes to my page or or agency comes to my page, you know, looking for, you know, a model actor or just just some way just stroll by me, they don't get just a picture. In the video log, they get the personality, they get who I am, they 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 see my drive, they see my hunger, and that helps me get one step closer. 
instead of them just looking at a picture and seeing a guy with a great look but then once you see me in person I don't fit the part yeah. you know because I don't have the don't have the skill set to be able to sit down and communicate with you on the levels that you're trying to communicate on true you know true so you know I think building build building your brand and your book of business and 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 looking at it as a brand and not just a you know just the avenue to just get a bunch of likes and whatnot, you know, really help. And that's why that whole investing, you know, in yourself, you know, really, really works out and really helps, you know, like you don't, you don't have to live a poor life. Like I feel like, you know, I live a, I live a fairly good life compared to the life that I came from while I'm still trying to chase, you know, my dreams. And I throw the money when I, when I do have it back into myself. Yeah, that's I'm not true. sleeping on the couch. You know, no. I go, I go home. I can eat three meals a day. You know, I'm not, I'm not poor. You know, I'm not, not any, not anything. You know, any things of that nature. But it's because of the work that I put in, though. Too now, shit. I still have to pay bills. I mean, I still struggle. You know. Yeah, life without struggle is not really life. Though. Yes. Now there's gonna be one day where I don't have to act poor anymore. I'm going. Even even when, but see, I think success is really a state of mind. Really is, excuse me, is a state of mind. Oh yeah. And it, it's all about what you value in your own personal. Well, we say perspective. Absolutely. You know? Everybody has a different perspective on what they define as, you know, being successful. You know. Like I, I want to be. I, I want to have. Uh, or at least be a regular on a TV show, or be um, have my movie out and have several movies underneath my belt and have been featured in other movies. Yeah. But other people find me to be successful at this point already. But I'm like, okay, I get what you're saying, just due to my body of work. But like, this is what I'm striving for, though. Because we look at it as, you know, my coach used to say in college, excellence has no finish line. Absolutely. You know, and success doesn't either. So it's like, yeah, I might be successful here, but that was one step when I was sitting on the couch or in my car That's or one, working at my job. one tire. part of yeah. my life. Exactly. And I said, yeah, I wanted to get successful here. Yes. I also want to be successful here, and I also want to be successful it's, here. It's part of that growth. Yeah. It's you part know? of that human growth and human evolution. I feel like even like your top... Even like your top actors out there never just call it quits. I mean, no, like, never. You got that. John Travolta still works. Uh, I haven't really seen Nicolas Cage, you know, so much. You know, he's work. he's weird though. Yeah. He's a little Denzel. off his rocker. I mean, even, I'll, I'll, even Jim Carrey's coming back now. Yeah, you know, see, all of them, all of them are stay grinding either on film or they do something off Broadway or they're they're doing master classes, um, teaching people. They're yeah. always massaging those muscles. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like us doing this podcast, us being on set on my production to even. Um, us auditioning for uh, other projects, uh, other projects. Just, all of the, all of that is part of the, part of the end game and part of the journey um, uh, of this. You know, you go out on twenty auditions. You, <laughs> most people don't even. You know what? Most people don't even get twenty auditions. Right. And that that's like in a year. You know what I mean? Like I've probably been on twenty auditions, like in the last six weeks. You know what I mean? Like now that that's just one thing. Some people don't even get that opportunity. Yeah. So you have to capitalize on said said uh, said awareness and said opportunities and get those callbacks and get those bookings. Everything counts. Right. Or how we or how we said you know uh, for the most part. I mean, like you got you got some people uh, that don't go on that many. But if you're not prepared for that one big one, because it's like you can go on twenty. 
You know, I could go on 10, the next person can go on two, the other person could go on one. One, and that one person can book it because yep. he was ready, or that was the look, or whatever for that said scenario. So, it's just all, it's just always about, you know, being ready instead of having to get ready, because you never exactly. know when your time is going to be. Absolutely. You know, you could go all year frustrated and not, not you know, booking. Yes, and not even get an audition. You're you know? absolutely correct. Um, but by the end of the year... One does come, and it could be, you know, kind of like how uh, a couple months ago, you know, I auditioned to play a doctor uh, for the Young and the Restless. I remember. It was a series contract, you know I mean? And I personally, I don't know how much, it, you know, it was going to pay, but, you know, series contract, I, I have to imagine you were going to be on, you know, many different episodes. Yeah, it was going to um, be at least six. Yeah. Six, yeah, six figure. Easy. You Easy know? breezy. So, I mean, and it's just all about, you know, being prepared for it. My 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 agent, you know, felt like I did well on it. I to myself felt like I did well on it, but I mean, did you catch any of the episodes to see who actually booked it, or nah, did you not even care? No, nah, I I actually didn't because I felt like they picked some old light skinned ass niggas. So yeah, you know, <laughs> well you know, what? you know, like when you're, you do go on those shows, that's what you really see. But but you know, you know what? Light what what's brothers. so funny is that the the one thing that me and you both read for. Um, it was a feature here. Uh, I won't say the director, but it was a feature here. I mean, you oh, yeah, both I know what you're talking it. about. And um, I know I smashed my audition. I know you smashed your audition. We watched both of ours. Um, they gave well, they gave me some critiques or whatever, but they ended up picking a light skinned guy. Yep. And I, I wonder if he did as well as me or or you. I mean, I just think sometimes you know that's. It's like the it's like the typical, the typical way you know of uh, of doing things and of having um, uh, color bias. Yeah, you know, like a mi a mixture of both. Now, I mean, you know, kudos to you know kudos to that brother man. Oh yeah, you for know, sure. Like, I'm not like hating on him. Yeah, you know, like who did who did book it? But I'm not going to just sit here and just not say it. You know, I mean, like sometimes <laughs> you know some people don't want to address the elephant, you know, in the room on That's certain true. on certain situations, and and I feel like. Um, their opportunities are, are completely, you know, different. You know, it's it's kind of like the same way, like how how I feel, you know, in the modeling business. You know, like you'll have some guys that are like my height. You know, like I look at them, and you know, like they're literally on that cusp of being six, you know, six foot. Yeah. You know, like my body structure can be, you know, like completely different from theirs. Uh, but because of their ethnicity. Like they they'll might, get it. Yeah, they'll book more. They'll book more, or they'll get the opportunity to be with that agency, versus you know myself. When when you look at me, I feel like I have a naturally a natural better look. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just saying that you know because it's me. You know, I I mean like if if you put me in the lineup, you know, with those people, a lot of people was you know like say the same thing. So I just think sometimes. You know, people don't want to address the white elephant in the room, but I but I feel like um, your color, you know, can really kind of you know plague you, you know, a little bit because uh, too much darkness. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, that that is true. Um, I will I will give you that. Um, I have seen miscellaneous uh, bookings due to darker skin tones or just not having. All dark cast, just due to um, lighting issues. We talked yeah. about we talked about that. You know, it might not even necessarily be um, 
because of the actor it might just be technical issues that you know have to be dealt with with the right. camera and lighting and editing and everything else you know so but I'm there's so many a- miscellaneous um factor sometimes gotcha but i'm all, i would say this i regardless i'm always appreciative of every audition yes every opportunity you know that like someone gives me like like the last job i did you know thank you once again you know the fedex yeah uh you know for putting me in on their campaign to we've both you know, done play the fedex the, campaign yep. um i just got sent some more information but i doubt i could i doubt i could do it they were looking for like some you know some extras you know on fedex and whatnot and you know i, I think sometimes you know with with me um you know kind of moving moving into a uh the, the same topic but you know different section um i never think that i'm too good to do any job uh and sometimes like when it's slow like i'll do extra work you know if it's if it's the right you know deal you know i mean like especially like if it's sag you know, oh yeah, you, for you sure. Know, like if it's a yeah, sad, don't, don't ever be too good to do work. This is this is your industry, especially when it's money, you bro. Because like, that's that the way I look at it, right? <laughs> get, get that check. I'm never too good to do some miscellaneous extra work somewhere. But I didn't. But I felt like you know I wasn't gonna be able to do it because I had just done their principal yeah, you know, campaign yeah. role, and, and, and you'll need some time off. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I really appreciate those guys, you know, for bringing me in and. You know, I mean, I killed it. You know, they really like me, and I and that's what I really try to do. No matter what it is that I do in life, is you know, leave a great impression. You know, of myself to others, whether it's at, you know, my 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 job. You know, because I mean, I need that job to you know keep doing what it is that I need to do to build mm-hmm. my book of business. Whether it's when I'm on set, whether it's when I show up for an audition. You know, whatever the case, I always try to leave, you know, the best, you know, the best impression of myself because you may not have booked me for this, but you might, you know, find a pleasure in booking me for something else. Right. So with that even being said, like you mentioned a quote to me um, by Les Brown, don't let someone else's opinion um, of you become your reality. Would you say that your examples play into that quote? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I feel I feel that way, you know, in general, you know, about life. You know, because everyone's gonna always have their opinion, you know, of you. I mean, like you can, you can hurt someone, and they're gonna feel like you know you're the you're the scum of the earth. You know, I mean, like you could you could do so many different things in life, and people are gonna always be very judgmental, you know, of you. You know, have their opinion, but that's their opinion. People can say whatever they want to say about you. The moment that you get mad, I feel like is when you. Embody, Start, yeah, like, you embody what they're saying. Yeah, like you yeah. either embody what they're saying, you have an insecurity within yourself, or shit, if they write that, hey, sometimes you can be like, shit, you all right, you know, I'm not good with money. You know, I do do this. I, I you know, I do do that. Yeah, so I do what, do I'm crack a, sometimes. Yeah, it's know? okay. That's my bad. All right. You, you, you know, but I, but I'm a, but I'm a work on it. And even with them, <laughs> and even with them saying that, even if that opinion is reality, still don't allow it to define your whole Absolutely. life. You know. Yes. Um, I've said that to somebody don't let one scenario define who you are as an individual Um, and this was a girl that I dated maybe four not four or five months ago but four or five girls ago yeah Um, she's getting out of a relationship like out of a wayward marriage and she felt bad about herself um, that she wasn't owning up to her marriage and being a good wife and blah 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 I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole with yeah. her scenario but I was like girl 
Like, don't let this scenario define you as an individual. Right. You know, and I've had people try to pin certain things on me. I'm like, no, I am bigger and I am more than this situation. You know, so... That's the way you feel right now. You might not you might not feel that way about me once you come back down from all this anger, you know, and whatever it is that you have embodied in you that that's currently making you, you know, feel this way. You know, I feel like sometimes people can people will have their opinions and be judgmental and 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 act as if they would never ever in this world ever do that. Okay? In this lifetime right now, in your 20s or your 30s that might not be you but yeah. when you're 40 and 50 that might be you because life as we age we go down different paths different cycles and whatnot you know of our life like i'm not going to be the same there's going to be certain parts about me at 35 that are going to be completely different you know than what i do right now versus when i'm 40 versus when i'm 50 versus when i'm 60. speaking of that my next question to you is what would you tell the younger d to look out for it could, ten, 10 years ago D man two things to tell them I mean for the most part I've really been the same person you know honestly I mean like my my, my mom and them will tell you you know that I mean like a lot of a lot about me hasn't really changed character wise um, on a lot of different levels um, I guess if I could say anything um the younger D wasn't so much of a sucker when it came to women as the D is now. And my daddy told me, you know, I, I remember this when I was still in a junior college. He said, uh, he said, man, you're going to stop letting women and people treat you, you know, a certain type of way. You know, like things about you are going to change. And at that time, I was probably 20, 20, 21 years old. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I get it. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to change. You know, I'll probably still be the same type of guy, lovey-dovey, but... You know, after a while, I think like when I came to Texas, that that was the final straw. Gotcha. I was like, you know, nobody is ever gonna treat me or say this or do this. You know, this this and that way. So that would be one thing. About um, what would be the next thing if you could just right off the top of your head, and then I'm gonna chime in with with uh, something real fast. Um, <laughs> tell the younger, tell the younger D. You know what the? I don't know. You know, like I said, I mean, I I guess I can't. For the most part, I don't really look at my life and go back in phases and say, you know, I would tell this person this Where you or that. Could have because, or yeah, because because if that was the case, then I probably wouldn't be in this car. You know, I wouldn't be in Texas or this this thing wouldn't have happened in life. So I just really just take it, you know, for what it is and, and say that, you know, it, it helped me be the person that I am now. I got you. Cash, you Cash last, in, the, in my last interview with Cash, she said half of your answer, or you said half of his answer was, and it was the, the aspect of women, you know, not to, his was not to chase women in that type of manner, which is basically the same thing, you know, yeah. in all respective terms, you know, I think as young men, uh, we're full of heat and bravado and we just want to ski 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 everywhere <laughs> and that's doing that's <laughs> yeah like a sprinkler you know you know so that's doing that time period where the Oprah Winfrey you know you get some you get yeah, some, you get some. Everybody, everybody gets, gets some, some ski. Is deep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's doing that time period where uh, you're really just all hor hormonal really yeah and then you're and then you calm down and you you become a human and then you start thinking with your brain and your junk, but at the same time, though, you're more of a 
of a human in comparison to just wanting just to fuck and to conquer everything. You yeah, know what I, mean? I, I, but you know what? Now that you say that, I mean, like, on, on, I remember when I was, when I was younger. You know, I was always about being in a relationship and whatnot. And when yeah. I wasn't in a relationship, you know, I was a, I was about having, I was about having fun. Yeah, I agree. Now, as I've gotten older, I think, I mean, I I still make you know mistakes. You know, I mean, that was that was a mistake. You know, that I that I really made. I can really go too far into detail on it. That, you know, I had I had never done in my life. And you know, in the in the end, you know, someone really got hurt. You know, from that mistake that I made. Um, so, excuse me. I guess if the younger D could tell the older D anything, it would be go back to who you was when you were younger. Because because when I was younger, it was all about loving and caring. So you feel like you've lost some yeah. of your your childlike exuberance. Yeah, yeah. I was I would say I lost you know strongly. Um, I was a better loving, caring, you know, guy, faithful guy. There was a dramatic experience that happened. Yeah. Yeah. When I was younger, when I was younger, more so than I am now, you know, at 32, like there's still a lot of me there. Like probably something like I've always, I've always been disciplined. I've always been a hustler. You know, like I've always, you know, figured out ways to make money. You know, I've always been a person that that would give and help people. Um, none of that about me has has ever left my life in the whole 32 years since I've been hustling since I was like 10 years old. You know, when I own my own business, cutting grass. You All know, black you know, kids used to cut grass. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as a little kid, you know, going around the neighborhood, you know, or when I worked for this guy named Bruce Bruce McCray. You know, uh, you know, like with his sign business of putting up shingles, you know, or fixing up bikes, you know, and selling them. You know, what I mean, like I always had a, I always had a way or a means, of, you know, of making money. So like that has never left. You know, the grind, the hustle, you know, the the happiness, you know, the the positive energy. A lot of that has never, you know, ha has has never left my life. But the one thing that did though was is see, like when I was younger, I used to want to be married, and then I started, you know, at an early age. But then I started learning over time that like. I still want to get married. I still want to have kids, but there's also other things, you know, that I really want to, you know, accomplish. So if it was the the younger D telling the older D, it would be, you know, get back to those roots of, you know, how you used to be, you know, like don't allow previous situations in your life, you know, to impair your vision strongly as it did, you know, in the last situation, you know, that you were in. I feel you. Because everybody's not gonna always, you know, be the same. But I'm at a point and I'm at a point right right now in this very day, like, you know, at what time it is, 3 30, where my mindset is is stay focused, keep your eyes on the prize. Stop worrying about other things. Because when I was trying to get into the NFL, I didn't care about women. I didn't care about drinking. I didn't care about nothing besides getting this half a million dollar contract signed or whatever it was. It would probably have been like $450,000, you know, uh, first year, you know, like if you made the active roster, then it would go up, you know, so it could have been like a $1.5 million deal, you know, you know, from a free agent standpoint. That was my focal point. You know, when I was training with Larry Fitzgerald up in 2011, him and, you know, other other athletes that are either still in or former, that you know, you know, that played in the NFL, that was my focus. I didn't care about no ass. I didn't care about nothing. Like, my mom tells me that all the time. And I know that's how I got 
to Dallas and gotten to where I've gotten to in life, if that mm-hmm. didn't sound redundant. With that, with that drive. Yeah, that hunger, that drive, that passion, and that just that mindset that nothing else is more important right now than working towards your dreams and your goals to be successful. And for the most part, I do a very good job at it. Like I that's why like a lot of times like I'm at home. Like I don't have to be around people. I hear you. You know, like I don't need anybody else to strongly really entertain me. So like if you're in my life, you're in my life because that's what I want. Exactly. I think that's how I don't have to have you. Think's how that's how most actors are. If because um, at least for me, I feel like being an actor, we give a lot. Yeah. And we're 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 placing scenarios to take on different roles that most people can't even fathom putting themselves in. Yeah. But we have to actually embody said um, experience to even get said audition or to even make um, your reading believable. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. you got to put all these things, all these all, all this other. All these other emotions on you some experiences that you've never had to go through but you have to place yourself in those scenarios that most people wouldn't dare to, to even think about you know yeah. so um, just like what you're saying I feel like if you're in for an actor if you're in a relationship you want that person there because you value them and what they do for you and you guys vibe on a certain type of kinetic type of brain type of level you know it's yeah. more than just you know, like a physical thing. There's more, there's more to it because, at least for me, being an actor, you give so much more. So I feel like it's important for us to have balance. Well, where do you find your balance at? Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it so much of a balance as I always say, I'm at my best when it's just me. Okay. When it's just me. And I'm just so focused, like that's when I'm at that's when I'm at my best. And it doesn't bother me, you know, if if I'm unba- if it's seen as me being unbalanced. But with, do you get what I mean people. by do you get what I mean by having a balance in life? Like your balance of of, of being able to have a work personal type? Or, or even like, okay, so when I say the industry pulls from you, you know, like we can go out on X amount of auditions and we might not book for a year or might not book for whatever, you know, for whatever the scenario is, right? That can pull on you. You're getting calls, but you're just not booking, right? You're like, dang, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. You know, that, that can sometimes pull at you, you know, at least for me, when scenarios like that happen, I have like my part of my balance is, is that I, I work for Marvel. So at any given time, I might be around 2000 fucking kids and 800 adults that are clamoring over fucking Spider-Man and Black yeah. Panther. You So I get that type yeah. of energy. Yeah, I got you. Or I'm teaching classes, so I'm mic'd up. Or I'm hosting, so I'm getting different types of energy feedback. You get, Does that make sense? Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think for me right now, in this moment, the, the one balance that has really helped with me is, is if I'm not auditioning or booking is, is I know that like we're still working on... Set project. You know, yeah, like working on, working on the lines between project and... And because I trained for the NFL, like I just always just say my work, my my balance right now is just keep doing the things that you're doing. Yeah, you know, like with with, with keeping your body in shape. I agree with that. You Physical know, balance um, as well. Um, you know, constantly, you know, reading and looking at different things, mm-hmm. you know, of of that nature, like to really help you, like when you're not when you're not booking. 
You know, I, I really try not to really think about not booking or not working because well, that, that, energy, yeah, Absolutely. that energy. Well, neither do I. Absolutely. That energy can sink in and before you know it, like you're just. You're in a depression just, yeah. or whatever. But, but I. I completely get where you're coming from, yeah. you know, with that, you know, like just having like a different avenue, you know, like to really, you know, kind of balance that out when certain things aren't really going. Because I might, like I might not even go. realize that, you know, I might still be going on auditions, but I not, might not realize that, you know, I went out on four, but I got a call back on one and I didn't book the other three, but I'm doing all of this other stuff. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? That still in my other podcasts and just in general you might hear me talking about purposeful living you know yeah um so i still feel like regardless of one thing not clicking every single day there's other things that consistently probably do click yeah see i and i think that's why i just reference back to what my what my uh, acting coach said with you know having a short-term memory you know like a lot yes. of things in life i a lot of things that i do in life is always short-term memory um, whether that's an audition that I didn't book, a I job agree. that I booked and, and I just move on from it. Yeah. Um, a relationship, you know what I mean? Like I'll, you know, work on, you know, removing myself, you know, or fixing that situation. It's like everything is just, I don't stay stuck on much as much as, as much as others, mm. you know, may do. So like it kind of seems like to some people that you're not human, it's unnormal, but it's, I have worked, you know, myself to get to this place and because of that it works for me yeah you you're better at um the word is car car part compartmentalizing certain things yeah i always have a weird well that's an issue mean, saying that, say, word. Car, said, car, that word carpentalizing or even millennial millennial yeah. my my lady friend uh she'll make fun of me because i can't say millennial millennial you, you know what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah. The Millennials. Yes, those motherfuckers. I want to play a word association game with you, okay? Um, blondes or brunettes? I want you to say, hold on, let me start over. <laughs> first thing that, first word that comes out of your head. <laughs> blondes. White women. <laughs> brunettes. Not the biggest fan of redheads. Very intriguing. Cats. I don't like cats. Dogs. Can't get it at me. Can't get it out you. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> cheeseburgers. Love them. Um, friends. My brother Selassie. Um, Obama. Cool ass dude. Donald Trump. Weird. Um, photosynthesis. I really like that word. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's the transform. It, it's what light does to plants to give us oxygen. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not really into that shit. I don't know. You don't know? Okay, peanut yeah. butter. What a jelly at. <laughs> Bart. Cartoon? Okay. Bill. <laughs> Jello pudding. Dame. That's who I am. Selassie. Cool motherfucker. That's all, that's that's my word association for you right there, brother. Man, you know what? Um give the people your 
information. Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Twitter. That's uh, I am like I A M Dame D A M E Turner T U R N E R. Um, both Instagram and Twitter. If you're looking for me on Facebook, it's just Damian Turner D A M I A N T U R N E R. Um, shouldn't be hard to find me. I'm in model attire. You know, probably posing for one of your hoes or something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what, what you say? You're uh, you're 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 his girlfriend's favorite account. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my website www.iamdameturner is spelled the same way as my Instagram and my Twitter. Um, I they all are linked together. So you know, if you're looking for any information on me uh you know want to look at photos you know you want to you know get some of my background and my history my website would definitely be you know a great place for that um you know if you're just on instagram and you want to check out you know my instagram social media um it's that you know the i am dame turner uh twitter i'm not on twitter as much you know anymore i mean there's so many different you know um avenues of social media out there i typically kind of stay within the rim of those you know social media twitter uh, social media twitter facebook um or my website so yeah if you're looking for me that's where to find me if you want to find me in person i'm at a uh, concrete cowboy out in frisco where i bartend at at the star i'm there uh monday through sun i mean not monday um line uh thursday <laughs> Thursday through Sunday. Typically, Thursdays is, you know, uh, morning shift. The weekends, I'm there, you know, typically five to close. Come in, grab a drink, you know, chat with your boy. And, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. If you could tell the peoples out there in in the Podbean world, in the iTunes world, just on podcasts in general, um, some good words of wisdom, what would they be from your mouth to their ears? Um... Stay focused, you know, always, you know, believe in yourself, even when others don't believe in you. Uh, definitely keep your eye on the prize. Uh, never let someone tell you that you can't do anything uh, because you can, uh, whether that's anywhere from, you know, being the best hamburger flipper to, Ooh. you know, uh, booking that booking that role or booking that job, whatever the case may be, you know, always push to stay you know, positive. Uh, what I do, you know, I can give you guys, you know, kind of hint on what I do. Like, I'll wake up, and while I'm in the shower, you know, I have my JBL speaker on. I mean, it don't necessarily have to be JBL, just a speaker in general. I always listen to motivational, you know, uh, information, whether it's Les Brown, um, whether it's Eric Thomas, uh, what, Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. um, you know, just to name a few. Like, I'll listen to... I mean, because I like to take long-ass showers. I'll listen to I'll go and look at one that's like 30 minutes long. Oh, you in there taking marathons. I mean, I don't right? I don't stay in there for 30 minutes, but I give it enough time for like if I am in there, it's not five minutes, and then you got to get out the shower and wait up the damn floor to get back in. Your water you bill know? is high. I mean, you know what? It's actually pretty cheap, you know? <laughs> um, but I... I um, I listen to motivational videos and whatnot. Okay. You know, um, it really helps you kind of, you know, go about your day. And the more and more you listen to it, I think the more and more you'll begin to receive it. Even if you go in and even if you go in and you listen, you know, to the same video for a whole week, 
each and every day you're going to catch something completely different in True. it that you didn't catch the next day. True. Same thing if you go back and you reread a book. So I'm just always about positive energy um, because who wants to stay stuck in a negative environment? I agree. Negativity um, is negativity a poisonous. Is, yep. It's always around you. You know, any negative thoughts that you may have in your head, you know, definitely get them out. Um, yeah, I get it. It's not easy. I'm not saying that, you know, I don't have my moments in life or whatnot. But typically when I do, I try to keep them hidden or within myself. Um, some some may say it's natural. Some may say it's not. But if I can give you anything, you know, I hear to my podcast people is, is, you know, definitely stay positive and you know, like little Duval say, smile, bitch. Yeah, you know? that's my <laughs> I mean, jam. Yeah, you know, la laugh a little. Live your you know? best motherfucking life right, right? there. Damn. Because one, yeah. one day we're not going to be here. Yeah, strive for you greatness. Know? Live live life to the max. Leave a legacy. Absolutely. Man, great podcast. I appreciate you, D. Yeah, um, I appreciate you, my brother. Gracing me with your presence. Um, and always signing out to all of my podcast people. You can find me on the IG at Darkston Gable. D-A-R-K-S-T-O-N-G-B-L-A-L. Uh, what is it? G-B-L-E-E. L-E. I don't even know my own IG. Shit long. Yeah, I know. It is long. Darkston Gable on IG. Um, Selassie Botchway on Twitter. Selassie Botchway backslash actor on Facebook. And um, any questions or concerns, um, go ahead and shoot it through the email that is provided in the podcast link. And always signing out to you guys. Be good to yourselves. And always remember, I love you. The Guy on the Couch podcast is brought to you by no one. There are no sponsors on this podcast. For podcast sponsoring information, please email Selassie Watchway.